right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to In Deo Tempest. Uh, my name is Tommy. My name's Eamon. And we're going to be your hosts throughout this little adventure of ours. Uh, it's interesting how we uh, got the idea for this podcast. Um, uh, you were saying, Eamon, that uh, uh, you wanted to have... Um, I mean, you, you listen to like Matt Frad and and Father Mike and a bunch of other people. Um, yep. And it's it's interesting how uh, none of those people you wanted like to have you got this idea to have this perspective from someone who wasn't built in the faith because whenever um, like when I was talking to to uh, Doctor Dan Boyd from uh, who works in the Diocese of Orlando, yeah, or uh, yeah, um, on a plane ride home from a like a church event NCYC in a, back yeah. in twenty nineteen. Um, like he, like he, this, he radiated this light of Christ, and you can see that in priests. You can see that in Father Mike. You can see it in uh, uh, Matt Frad. You can see it in um, the youth ministers at our church. Right, All, a lot of the, a lot of the courage, uh, a lot of the, uh, um, the ministers of hospitality, like uh, Miss Jen from the youth group. All those youth group leaders. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it, we, we, uh, we started asking, the, we started asking the question of how do we get from where we are as relatively newly confirmed right confirmation was maybe two or three years ago for us at this point yeah how do we get from that point where we finish the sacraments of initiation and we're young adults of the catholic faith how do we develop into someone like mike schmitz or like miss jen from church or like father david or like father mike schmitz like how how do we how how do we get from where we are to there No, yeah, definitely. Um, I was, I've been pretty much just saying yeah this whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you go, Tommy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no. I guess that's how we got the uh, the idea for the name. It's like, well, we don't actually know at what point we're actually there. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that makes sense. Does that uh, make sense? It would make more sense. Do you want to tell them what the name is in, in English? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, in Deo Tempus means in God's time in English. Yeah. And we chose to put it in Latin because it sounds cool. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> you mentioned earlier how there was, there was some reason why the Catholic Church, like we have the, the old... Uh, before Vatican II, the only mass there was was the Latin mass, right? That's an oversimplification. There are probably are masses that I've never heard of, that I haven't heard about. We're gonna have some people say, "Well, Tommy, there's actually this mass and this mass." It's like, well, yes, that's correct, but or um, but the the Latin mass, like the TLM, uh, before Vatican II and the the Norvis Ordo, which we were uh, born into and grew up with all of our lives, uh, came yep. into fruition. How in the Latin mass, based on its name, obviously, right? Like the entire mass or most of the mass, right, is in Latin. Right, and even right. in the early transitions to the Norvis, Norvis Ordo, uh, the priest is still permitted to celebrate the Norvis Ordo Mass in Latin, or some at least some parts of it. Right, uh, right. They, they were they were just permitted to use the ver, the ver, local vernacular languages. Oh, it's a big word. Yeah, big words, <laughs> big yeah, words. My, uh, my uh, AP human geography coming in clutch there. You know. Oh man, yeah, hit him with the knowledge. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's it's. Uh, you made some comment uh, a couple of days ago how uh, you were interested in why Latin, right? Like it's it's yeah, no, like why is why is Latin? I don't know. I think there's this assumption that Latin is more, I want to say, powerful 
powerful, I guess. Like if somebody is doing an exorcism, you know, not us. <laughs> but, um, then like, why would we think that a Latin prayer is more powerful than an English prayer? And then I think you had the idea that since Latin is not really used today, that the words have more value or something like that, right? Yeah, it's a it's the concept of uh, frequency versus value. Like common things we find have lower value, and rare things are yeah. more valuable. The same yeah. could be applied to language. That that was an interesting perfect perspective that you had. I thought we'd yeah. like to share that. Or interesting perspective that you had. You did start the conversation. So. And then and then we said like, well, if, I mean, if that's the case, like if that's the reason, it's probably not. We're probably really far off. And it's like, well, why not use Aramaic, right? Yeah, which is what Jesus spoke, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, some of the Gospels, I think, were written in either in Aramaic or in Greek. It's one of those two for the Gospels. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, that's a, that's a good question. Like, why, why not Aramaic? Maybe that's because Latin was the language that was most frequently used when the church was coming into like high fruition. Yeah. And it like kind of symbolizes like the golden age of the church where you have all of those church fathers and but even then, like wouldn't that still be Greek? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's why we're here. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's why we're here. We're two uh somewhat ignorant people trying to become slightly less ignorant in our faith. Yeah. Um well cool. Um I said I said um three times now that is really bad oh don't worry we'll edit it all out I, I, yeah i hope so <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay yeah. so i guess we could talk about the thing that we just did this week right that was pretty cool oh yeah uh do you want to go ahead and yeah so we did that? we did um the uh the I'm just counting my ums in my head now. Now it's just, yeah, it's <laughs> see, see, now, now, yeah, now you've pointed it out. You can't. You can't. No, it's like I just. It. Oh, that's five. That's six. Yep. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we did the mission trip at. Oh, I was gonna say um again. We did something called the hard at home mission trip, which was put together by. Um, there's another um. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take the the little counter out of my head. Um, so it was put together by two of our youth ministers. Well, technically, our youth minister and then a youth minister from another parish. And mm -hmm. it was really, it was really cool. Tommy would say, "Yeah, it was a Nativity Catholic Church and St. Stephen's coming together to help out the community." So we did, what did we do? We did, we helped, I forgot the, the name. What was it? It was the, called Samaritan, Samaritan Resource Center. Samaritan Resource Center, yeah. Yeah, they uh, help the homeless. They have uh, social workers there with case management. They have yep. uh, uh, case management, I found out, I learned this week, uh, is when they have like one-on-one -on -one advisors for the homeless who come in and they put together a portfolio for them. If they want to apply for jobs, they help them handle all their unemployment paperwork um all their all their federal taxes if they if they have some jobs um uh, uh 
I'm saying no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no you're no, counting no. it. You, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. hear it now. <laughs> I'll, I'll switch my go-to word to so. I use so a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> in, in addition to all the unemployment stuff and portfolios, they'll also help them put together resumes for applying for jobs. I already said that, didn't I? They, uh, yeah, they give them a... Um, did you already say that they give them like a, a place to send their mail? Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yes, they have a yeah, that's cool. a, a mail in a mail in feature, which is something that they advertise that other homeless centers didn't do. But I really hope they catch on to that now that we've discovered Samaritan really, resources. It's really business. smart. Like you never really think about that when you see somebody who's homeless. Like you don't think that they can't get their mail or their stimulus checks or like you know like the money that or you know the help that people are trying to give them through the mail. Yeah, I mean, even even other stuff. I mean, I haven't applied for insurance because like we're we're not minors anymore, but we're still covered under our parents, I assume. Yeah. But there are some paperwork that when you fill out, that you have, you have to have a, you have to list an address, like a, yeah. a legal address. It's like it's not even stuff that it's the address is more than just what's sent to your box. It's also a basically a a key for full citizenship because you can't partake in if you can't partake in a lot of the business transactions or insurance companies or uh or uh basically companies right i said businesses right. but that's the same thing uh that reside in america then you're you're like a almost like a lesser citizen right. citizen uh, like even for high school sats you put an address right yep you have yep. all up there think of it as like like uh if you want a, another example do they have phones yeah how do people contact them if they if they don't have if they're if they're on the streets, like do they have a cell phone? Do they have do they go to the payphone? Like what number do they list for contacting people? How do they talk to people who aren't face to face with them? Right. They have to have some. Maybe they go to the library and have the use the computers there for checking email and stuff. But then think of how much of an inconvenience that is because they don't have the the tools they need to better convenience them and acquaint them and and uh, uh fit them back into full society. Right. Well, you know, so anyways, um, we're kind of going off on a, on a bit of a tangent there, but that's kind of what they do over there. And it's, uh, I mean, it's really good work. Um, yeah. I was just, I was just kind of thinking about on our way there, right. When the, the first time that we went there, because I guess I didn't really talk about like what else we do <laughs> at, <laughs> at this, at this mission trip. Right. So we yeah. kind of, we kind of go to, um, St. Stephen's in the morning uh, to their gym and we, and we gather there and it's kids from high school or you know ninth grade, incoming ninth grade all the way up to graduating uh, seniors or graduated seniors I should say Yep. and um, we kind of all come together we, uh, we all have I think it was eight groups of six maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less Give or take kids, yeah, with one chaperone, led by uh, the two youth ministers, and we had two locations, and we go out there uh, for about I think it was three days, three days, mm -hmm. um, uh, just helping out um, Samaritan, right? That's what it was called. Yeah, Samaritan Resource Center, or SRC. Samaritan, right, SRC. So we go out helping SRC and then UCP, which we didn't talk about yet, uh, with whatever they needed. So for SRC, Tommy and I went and we built flower beds with our and teams. we shoveled dirt for three and a half hours. So, yeah. 
I mean, it was good. It was actually more fun than it sounds. It, it, it was a blast because we had other people and, there. And if anybody was... is listening from this mission trip, then you would know that it's more fun than it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> and if anyone's listening for the mission trip, you guys, you guys were the ones who made that week. Yeah. Uh, the so experience shout, shout of, out to you guys collectively because yeah. I don't want to say names. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna dox our friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I don't want people to know I went to there. Like, oh, sorry. People are like, oh, because we, we we told people there that we were uh, starting a podcast and they all wanted our contact information for it. And at that point, you, we, you make us you make us sound so popular, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we. Oh, like, yeah, we it was we, like it was like three people. <laughs> yeah, we 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 made our Instagram like an hour ago. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really fun, and um, we should, I guess we should talk about UCP now, right? Yeah, it's the I forgot what the U stand for. Was it university or something? Uh, oh, oh, Universal. I forgot. I should know this. I was literally there yesterday. <laughs> Same, yeah. Uh, but the, actually, I'll look it up right now. I feel like we should respect them. We should, res- yeah, we should definitely respect them. They do give them a big shout out. It was something about, I forgot what the U stands for, but I know the C and the P. It was cerebral palsy? Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Yes. So our work, UCP Institute, let's see. People who know how to actually pronounce what I just tried to pronounce are very cringing. Yes. And if anyone from UCP is listening, we sincerely apologize. Very sorry. United. It's United. Okay, cool. Yep, United. Oh, what, is, Cere- what does the C and the P stand for now? Cerebral palsy. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we, okay. we knew this. We knew the C and the P. The, the U. I, it was either university. It's I was thinking cerebral. Palsy. Yes. Cerebral palsy. Yep. Uh, okay. And so they help, um, but it's not just cerebral palsy that they, they work for. That it was founded for cerebral palsy, but uh, as they, the, uh, I won't dox the lady, but uh, right. as the as the worker who was. Uh, As the very kind about... lady who was briefing us about what we would be <laughs> doing that day, whom whose name we shall not say. Yes, to uh, to all of our two two listeners. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, in her briefing, she was saying how in the eighties and stuff, with then they had the rise of uh, like Down syndrome and other uh, medical uh, uh, other medical disabilities. Defects. Yes, other other disabilities. Um, how the the UCP expanded to include resources for for them, which was very cool on their end, right? Extremely nice thing to do, especially since public schools don't always offer uh, even the bare minimum support for uh, the disabled. So uh, United Cerebral Palsy, or UCP, uh, we helped them build furniture. Uh, we wrote thank you cards for all their incoming teachers, especially after COVID with the huge teacher shortage they're having nowadays. It's very important to thank your professors and thank your teachers. And people before us, so while we, while we were at SRC for the first two days, the other work team was at one of the UCP locations. And then yesterday, the third work day, they, uh, all of us went to the same UCP location, but it was a different UCP. So right. overall, the other work team actually helped Two, uh, two UCPs this week. Uh, but so the, for the first UCP, they uh, painted a lot of cubbies and stuff and a lot of interior remodeling and decoration and stuff. I think, the, I think they the started color. painting a mural as well. I heard about that, yes. Uh, we're actually, we're actually going cool. back to, to finish it. 
yeah. that's gonna be pretty exciting because I've we've we we didn't go to that site, so I'll 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 love to have the opportunity to see what it's all about. Yeah, and see the kids. Yep. So we just uh, from furniture to petting murals to just bringing smiles to those children's faces or helping out the staff there with the logistics and uh, interior modeling yeah. and stuff. It's very, 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 uh, a very great experience. Yeah, no, I mean, this is fun for us to talk about, but I'm sure somebody would listen to this and be like, oh, we just, we just listen to these two young dudes talk about the work that they did for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, to, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we learned, we learned absolutely like, nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, come on, Eamon. Come on, Tommy. Like, I know how to assemble yeah. IKEA furniture. This is not what we came here for. So you can yeah, yeah. talk about your previous work experiences. Yeah, we've been, we've been, this is not a resume, resume podcast, right? Yeah, this is Sorry, not. I clicked, I clicked on the right link, right? Well, anyways, okay. So I guess, uh, so something that I wanted to say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to incorporate this somehow when we spoke because. Tommy and I were invited to speak by our youth minister on the third day, the yes. last day of work. Um, and I wanted to kind of, uh, so I guess just to backtrack a little bit. When, um, when we arrived at SRC, right, the Samaritan Resource Center, and the lady was telling us kind of what they did, right? She got on the bus, told us a little bit what she did. But I'm pretty sure that Half the bus probably couldn't couldn't hear her, but um, that's okay because I I heard her. <laughs> <laughs> We're sharing it now. She said, she said, um, a lot of the homeless are loners, right? I was like, hmm, podcast idea. Um, I was kind of thinking like, well, you know, there's a lot of people who who are our age, you know, going to high school or you know, going to high school, maybe going to college. And they're probably really lonely, you know? Like, you don't have to be homeless to be lonely. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of thinking about, like, the concept of, like, w- like if you're lonely, you... I was trying to connect it back to, if you don't know where your home is in heaven, like, if, if you don't know that's where your actual home is, then would you become, you know, lonely? I was trying to correlate those two. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you because, think? What do you think about I guess- that? You get to approach this in the short term and the long term. Like there's two different types of, of loneliness, right? Yeah. There's there's more short term loneliness, right? Or or maybe uh uh like material loneliness, right? When it comes to uh when you're just considering your limited lifetime on earth, right? Yeah. How many friends you have, your social interactions, uh, yeah, whether or not you have a family, right, what your vocation is, stuff like that. All that influences it. And then yeah. there's the long-term loneliness, which long-term loneliness would be more of a spiritual loneliness of uh, you're not you're not grounded in in God, right? You're like you're, you're like God. God will still be with you in that short-term loneliness, even if you don't have anybody else. God's always present with you. Uh, yeah. But if you lose sight of God, right? Even though God's always with you, if you don't recognize His presence, and that was one of the aspects of our talk that we gave the other day, right? Right. Um, uh, if you don't recognize his presence with you as a, as a friend or as a comforter, as someone who's there for your loneliness, right? For, for your solace. If you don't recognize that, then you'll have, you'll encounter a spiritual loneliness because right. without no, God, you lose so much more. Right. Like, so if, so you're kind of saying like, um, and you know, shoot me down if I'm wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but like you're saying, like, if you don't, if your home is not in God, 
then you become, you know what I mean, lost or lonely, I guess. And I guess, in the, yes, I guess in the, in the long term, yeah, in the long term, yes, because I mean, in the short term, it's it's easy to feel the attraction of large friend groups and and deep connections, and and uh, to some to some extent, yes, and those are, are good. Called, those are good, <laughs> right? Because we because we are yeah. we are called to 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 make relationships, right? To to spread. Right the the word and love of god right yeah uh so so part of our faith right we as catholics we believe in in both faith and works right yeah um and we believe that if you truly believe in the faith right part of living a catholic life is doing work so we don't it, it's it, my uh i had i had a, a mentor um explain this to me because uh i used to live in savannah and i used to go yeah. to um like a, a like a local christian school and there was sure. a, a local uh, like mother's group there, right? Right. And so, uh, a lot of like Protestants and stuff in the area. And so, my mom, my mom was like one of the only Catholics in the room, right? And so, one one of the topics they approached her about was uh, like salvation, like by faith or works, right? Um, a lot of like Protestants believe by faith alone. That was the whole propagation of Martin Luther during his uh his ninety five theses, right? Um, History. Yeah, <laughs> a little, <laughs> little callback for you there. Um, during the whole Protestant Reformation, when they split off from the Catholic oh, Church, Protestant Reformation. How many times Oof. have I seen that term bolded in a history book? <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, and so you'll you'll like the the justification for Catholics is like it's easy to say, oh, like we do works because they're necessary for salvation. But it's if you take it one step further, my mom explained this to me, and my, what my mom said was, we don't do works for salvation right because jesus christ he died for us right like right like if, we, if we don't do works that won't make us any less saved like the, the way the way is already clear right right um but the what the works do is that the works are a sign of faith because if, if you if you have the faith right and the faith tells you and christ tells us to serve others as i have served you right the whole like washing of the feet that we do on thir on holy thursday that to to, to mirror how Christ washed the feet of the apostles, right? How, how Christ humbled himself and put him down on the, the lowest part of the social ladder during his time. He was spit, he was mocked, he was beaten, he was crucified, right? He didn't care about his, his what others thought of him. He just cared about social serving status. others, right? He didn't, yeah, exactly. He didn't care about climbing the social ladder, right? Right. Um, how, we're, how to be a servant of Christ is to be a servant of others, right? And if, if the faith tells us to do that, then it's impossible to have true faith without works because then you'd be saying what you're not doing and if you're not living by it then you don't have it it's like do you truly believe in it then yeah you gotta, you gotta walk the walk the talk because yeah, <laughs> otherwise it's just all in your head otherwise you're just talking talk yeah talking to walk yeah, yeah. <laughs> balking to balk yeah i mean in in, in jesus's case that's like pretty literal because I mean, he literally walked to Calvary. He literally walked the walk, and he talked the talk. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to um, think of rhyme. Yeah. What else was I saying? Yeah. Okay. So we were. All of this stemmed from the 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 homeless. She was saying how the homeless are are many of the homeless are loners. Yes. Um, I was just trying to apply that to us yeah that's cool i mean did you get anything uh particularly striking from either uh yeah. location um it surprised me when the lady from ucp uh 
was saying how inadequate the resources of public school were for children with disabilities. Yeah. Um, I was, I was kind of saddened, uh, or quite saddened, I should say, to, to, to hear that and how they have to start an entirely different school just to have those resources. Yeah, no. And, and yeah, there's a charter school, so it gets some grant money, but I mean, like we, even from the, even, even the lady from SRC who deals with like the homeless people who have nothing, right. And they get some grant money. Like there were, there were signs posted on there that I saw about notices how, um, a lot of the, a lot of the COVID money was going away right because it's covid's almost over now yeah um and then in addition to that the grant money they still get is she said it's basically nothing so i yeah. mean taking that into fact and then you have ucp's case like do you think the government this is a terrible thing to say but in the government's eyes do you think the government values children with disabilities more than the homeless oh tommy we're gonna get shut down now <laughs> this is too controversial yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'm it's kidding like, it's like it's like i i, I it's like, the, the point of that is like i can't i can't fathom that the UCP is like drowning in grant money funds. Yeah. So, I mean, they have to be self-sustaining mostly, right? Yeah. So now then now the parents have to be forced to, to pay to have their child with, with uh, disabilities, um, get the resources that should be, should be provided to them for a learning education. It's like, right. Like that kind of, that kind of hit me. Yeah, no, but I think like, despite all of that like if you were to talk to the lady that you know told us we were going to do today and told us about um you know what ucp was about i mean you'd never guess that they were having trouble financially or you know uh finding volunteers even like she was just so happy (laughs) it's 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 strange too because even in previous mission trips where we visited hospitals and visited the sick people on their death on their literal deathbeds right yeah they're, they're always the most joyous people yeah and it's not even it's not even just a matter of death it's just people in tough situations because to 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 thrive in those situations with these these beautiful people manage to do right they yeah. don't just they don't just live through it and take the suffering it's like they they manage to thrive and and spark and foster joy as a result of that because they don't take things for granted Yep, and they always see the glasses half full, right? Yep. So it's 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 really cool how her optimism, uh, even in tough situations, both the ladies from SRC and UCP, uh, yeah, it just it's very it's just very contagious. Yeah. So and I mean the work they do is just it's good work, and I I don't know I'm just thinking like as I was going to, um. SRC, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, this is where we need to put our time. Yeah. That is so, that is so preachy. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, oh, how dare you? How dare you tell me where to put my time? (laughs) You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. I'm, that's it. Indio Tempest, one star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jokes on them, they can't rate us. Or, can can they? They actually might be able to. Don't bomb us, please. Yeah. Um, What was I saying? Yeah, no. So I was like, yeah, it's like this is this is what God would be doing, you know, helping out these people. And, and that like, right there, like what you just yeah. said, was like that that hit me right there. Like when you when you ask the question, where like if Jesus was alive today and physically on the earth, where would he be? Yeah, that's a great question to ask. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, no, really good experience. Really, I was very. Very, very grateful for 
the people that put it together, the priests, the youth ministers. So huge shout out to you guys who we also will not name, but you know who you are if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> very, very. So, there you go. Um, yeah, no, protecting identities. Very yeah. Fun. Um, what else was I going to say? Talking yeah, about no, okay, so I think I was going to go off of like how you were saying how people on their deathbeds are often the most joyful people. And I think it's like the more hardship that you encounter, I feel like you're, you're more and more just closer to God. And you start stripping off all of these layers in your spiritual slash emotional life that you don't need. I don't know if that makes sense. Like the worries in our, like, yeah. So do you want to speak on that or do you want to try to explain what I'm trying to explain? I just, I just want to listen, like keep elaborating, man. Okay. Um, so yeah, no. So, so when I experience hardship, right. Um, and we all do, of course. Um, I kind of think of like, well, you know, even if, if, if the hardship is for the, if the purpose of your hardship in God's plan is to bring you back to him, then I kind of like to think of God as like a divine blacksmith, right? In order to mold the metal, in order to mold your heart, he's got to heat it. He's got to, you know, make it moldable. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And then he just, and he starts like hammering away, right? And you know, that mm-hmm. hurts too. And so, you know, you, you make changes in your life, but afterwards it's like, you're, you're a whole, totally different thing. Like, you know, like a sword, like you melt down, rusty metal bars maybe right and maybe that's our lives before god and then god melts it down hammers it away and then boom now you're like a like a like a sword or something i don't know something i think i think that is a very good analogy because if i if i I could take up even like even more stuff that like it's it's just fits so perfectly is that when you have a metal right the metals often has impurities yep that's what they they call in 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 blacksmith terms right and so part of the part of the part of the uh when you refine a metal right or when you when you're making say a sword right or um or even something as simple as like a chain uh you have to purify the metal and so you go through all these different processes where you where you bang the metal you you heat the metal as you said right you you break it um do all these sorts of things that would be like kind of looking at it going wow like what did the metal do to deserve this (laughs) Uh, and and at at the end of the process it's not only is the metal usable right and moldable as you said right and 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 free of the imperfections but it also has a purpose because now you can make it into whatever tool or and get in this if God's the blacksmith, right? God can now make you into whatever tool that he needs you to be. He can make you into a sword. He can make you into a chain. He can make you into And he already knows what you are supposed to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he he has that vision. I'm actually I'm gonna that's a really good analogy. Goodness sakes. Oh, and then I was going to say, right. So I have actually thought about this blacksmith analogy uh in the past. And so something that I added on, like, you know. As like a little, uh, what was that thing that you said? Um, emotional hammer, I guess. Oh, right. So, so if you if you melt down the metal, right, and you make like you know, something really cool, something really shiny, what is God going to see when He puts it up to His eyes? Right, it's going to reflect Him. Does that make oh, sense? My, oh my goodness, that's yeah. dude. <laughs> this is blowing me away. <laughs> this could this could honestly be like the theme of a of a conference. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's just it's cool. It's cool. Like, okay, so for say St. Francis de Sales, which is my confirmation saint, mm-hmm. said something like, um, or 
he says something similar to that God is the divine artist or the divine sculptor, right? And it's kind of like the similar idea. He already knows. He sees what you are and he starts chiseling away, right? Like, so a sculptor sees the figure, right? But he sees it. Um, inside a block. Inside a block. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. Um, so that's kind of God, you know? And I think that's really cool. And as, as God is a, a creator, right? He's going to have that vision. Right. And even if we're the block, even if we can't see past our own outside outside flakes and outside uh, prisons, right? Yep. Yeah. It just, it's just a matter of letting God strike the chisel. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then even in that, right? I think sometimes there's a temptation today for artists to, you know, like, oh, you know, are you are you an artist? And you say, like, oh yeah, you know, but I can't really make a career out of it. Um, and then they think that, oh, there's no, there's not really a place in the world for art, right? But God is the divine artist, and so there is a place for an artist in the world. I mean, you know, without artists, oh, I mean, how many, how many, how many things will we not have? I guess. You know, like video games, like that takes art. I mean, obviously it takes a lot of coding and back end too, right? And and I'm not saying, you know, artists are like, oh, you know, the end all be all. But you know, I artists, think artists a... are what you see. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the first senses is that when you when you observe something or when you when you take something in, right? And when you one of your first perceptions, your first impressions is sight. Right. It, it it's it, it can capture you, it can deliver like like the one quote, like a painting's a thousand words. Right. Right. I mean, you can like all the stuff we're saying here can be captured in like one painting of the Last Supper. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like, that that same that same emotional weight. Right. Even if it's a different topic. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Tying this tying this all back in to like being lonely, right, or being homeless, right? For oh, the, for I totally the... forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just went down well, so many nice rabbit holes, and now yeah, I don't even all... know where we started. Yeah. It, it's nice because it all it all encapsulates. Is that a, is that the right word? Encapsulates. I think so. It all, I mean, it all converges. Nobody is things. an English major and you're like, oh, in oh they, they, they mispronounce encapsulates. Now I'm going to leave a one-star review. We have to, we have to change our bio. Our to, yeah, yeah we, we have to <laughs> change our bio to exclude English majors. I, I'm just kidding. English majors are cool. They are uh, cool. But when you talk about being alone, right? Yep. When when you're alone, right, or when that that long term loneliness, right, not just not just the short term when you have no friends on Earth, right, because for the, for those who have no friends on Earth, right, for the short term loneliness, just take solace in the fact that that it, it is what it is, right? It's, it's short term, right, and an eternity with God is like incomparable to the small meager amount of time that we have here. Yeah. So it's it's really one of those trials of how close can you grow to God, right? Despite the obstacle that you're facing. And so loneliness, just like any other problem, right? Any other disability, right? Going back to even that conversation, it's something that if, I mean, if it's like physical loneliness, like you're in a position where you don't have many people to meet, you can't go anywhere. Right. Um, A lot of times that was caused by the lockdown. Maybe you just live in a remote location. Uh, That's something that might not go away very easily. Yeah, yeah. And so you really have to just kind of settle in and and deal with it, right? You have to you have to overcome it because if you focus on God, right? As long as you maintain that long term relationship, 
right? As long yeah. as you don't fall into the long-term loneliness, yeah. then you're never truly alone. Right. And if you if you always if you define yourself, Eamon had this great talk about identity that we can get into at a later date. But if you define yourself by what you have or what you don't have on Earth, right? If 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 you're if you're feeling alone or lonely, right? And you define yourself as lonely because you have no friends. You're defining yourselves by something that you're not. You are a child of God, right? Uh, Amen's quote that he used. I'm just quoting Amen, Amen at this point, right? I'm quoting uh, the Bible. I'm actually quoting Jesus. So oh, yeah, so I'm quoting Amen who's Jesus. quoting Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're actually just both quoting Jesus. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so to quote to to, to quote Jesus, right? Um, yep. Or the Bible, right? Uh, right. When Jesus was baptized and God opened the heavens and said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Uh, yeah. Amen at our, at our talk yesterday made the comparison of, well, that's what God says to us, each, each and every one of us individually, right? Not just yeah. collectively as humans. Right. You are my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. You're my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, right? Yep. You, are, you are my child. I claim you as mine. And so as long as you recognize that, fact and that reality then you'll never truly be alone right. and then the burden of the short-term loneliness becomes a lot becomes a lot lighter it becomes a speck of dust <laughs> it does yeah and, and so and the, yeah yep no go ahead no no I, 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 that's that's all i had for there you're done yeah <laughs> okay okay no problem um so back to going uh back to quoting jesus uh <laughs> i should say god I think, yeah, God said that to Jesus as he was getting baptized. Um, you know, Jesus is God. Okay. Anyways, we know this. Um, so he says, um, so I know you said this, is, uh, you said, uh, you are my beloved son, right? So in the Bible, and I, and, and I wrote this down, right? I used to say, you are my beloved son, right? But he actually says, this is my beloved son. And so I was thinking about it more. I was like, okay, why would he say this instead of you? And I was thinking, oh, okay, you know, if you say this, who is he telling that this is his beloved son? It's a shift in audience. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, this is God claiming you. He's not ashamed of you. This is my beloved son. He is, he is telling you, he is proclaiming your name to all of the angels and saints in heaven. Isn't that cool? I think that's, that's cool. I've never thought about that. That's really cool. <laughs> Oh my, oh my goodness, I'm get, I got goosebumps from that. That's, oh. Amen yeah, thoughts, no, everyone. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting because so yeah, no. the, 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 the this, right, changes yeah. the, the audience to everyone around you, the crowd. Exactly, yeah. And it's interesting how at baptism, uh, uh, I, I, at a, as in like an altar server and stuff, um, right. like pre-COVID, of course, yeah. uh, I, I had the, the pleasure of assisting in a lot of baptisms. Um, and by assisting, I mean like just holding a bottle of like water off to the side while the deacon and priest and God do all the work. I mean, um, assisting is assisting. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like assistant to the assistant, to the assistant. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was the assistant's assistant. I did yeah. things. Yeah, so, um, but the really cool part is I was like closer to the baptismal font. And so I got to see things from a closer point of view, which is always really a pleasure. And right. after they baptized, right, uh, the musician would always go, um, at our church, they'd play the songs like, oh, you have been baptized um, in Christ. Um, and they start singing hallelujah, right? And right. they show, they show the, the child, right, all across the church. And we all, like, the, the focus of attention is on that child. And that mirrors so well 
what you just said about the how the audience when God said that quote was not you. It was not yeah. a, a second person perspective. It was it was a, a third person presentation, right? We are after yeah. we baptize someone at mass, or I say we, after God and the priest, right, baptize a child at mass, the child is presented. And that's that's God's way of saying and our way of continuing that trend or of of saying, uh, welcome the new member of the church. Like we present you this person. Right. right. This is a child of God. Yeah. And that, that ties in even more with the 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 topic of being alone, right? Yeah, I know. Because if you're if, if if that's your true identity, right? And if other people are proclaiming are proclaiming that for you and and being uh, your paragons, right? Right. That you have a community. So e- even if you can't physically see them right now, anyone, if you remember the church, that's a really cool thing about about being uh, a member of the Catholic faith. It's it's uh, even like just in the youth group, there's a great complex community there. And then you widen it to the church. Then you widen it to, or widen it to our parish, right? Then you widen it to our diocese and you widen it to our country, right? Then you widen it to the entire globe. It's almost unfathomable. The great maybe one day of the expansive you community. You, then you go up to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe, maybe one day we'll have, uh, if we make it to heaven, we'll have all of eternity to, to meet them. Yeah, there you go. When, when Tommy, yeah. when Tommy gets us to Mars, oh if elon musk doesn't already beat you to it (laughs) oh yeah i'll i'll probably be working something over there yeah in like 10 years or so (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah no but going back to the topic of loneliness right i thought about loneliness more and uh matt frad i listen to a lot of matt frad as you know um he said something about loneliness he was like or i should say happiness he said you're never going to be 100% happy on earth, right? You may be like 99% happy mm-hmm. um, at most. And so I was thinking about that more. I was like, okay, well, you know, so many times I think we look for this happiness and other things. And of course, you know, you've heard this before. This is the cliche statement, right? Um, and so I was thinking about it more. I was like, okay, so if there's nothing... There's nothing on this earth that can make me 100% happy. There's no one on this earth that can make me 100% happy. There's no relationship, right? Like even if you get married on your wedding day, you're not 100% happy. And here we go. We just I just gave us more haters. Oh my gosh, the haters <laughs> just told us that I'm not 100% happy on my wedding day. One well, it's, star. It's, yeah, yeah. It, what what is <laughs> saying is that he's not he's not discrediting. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get so Not discrediting your happiness. Yeah, we're not we're not discrediting it, right? It just the point is, is that God will always be there for fulfillment. Yeah. And so it's, it should be a, it should be a, a good sign of hope, yeah. right? Because if, if you're happy now, right. And you've, you have a marriage and you have, or you have a God and you found your purpose, right. If you're yeah. already somewhat happy at this stage, right. Just think of like, if, if how happy you'd be, yeah, exactly. Like how happy, how happy could God make you? How how much further could God fulfill you? Yeah, it's like imagine a happiness that goes even beyond this. It's like wow, that's crazy. But anyways, that's, yeah, pretty good thing to aspire to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so I was thinking, right? So if there's nothing and no one on this earth that I can full that can fully satisfy my innermost desires, right? And I'm writing. I'm I'm kind of reading off of this little notepad here. Because I wrote this down like in the middle of the night. Oh wow! Uh, 
So I was thinking, uh, okay, right, so I'm going to restart. If there's nothing and no one on this earth that can fully satisfy my innermost desires, right, not make me 100% happy, then why am I here on this earth, right? So, and then I thought, well, then this life isn't about me, right? It's not about my desires or about fulfilling and satisfying myself, but rather loving and serving those around me. And that's how you find, you know, true fulfillment. Because in those actions, you're mirroring God, God, right? And, And God is the one who will fully satisfy your desires. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how I mentioned earlier, how uh, Matt Frad said, like, maybe you'll find 99% happiness on earth. Right. Right. But you'll never, you'll never be completely fulfilled. Even, right. even when you get to, like, if you get to like 99% happiness, right. Like theoretical happiness, happiness limit. Right. Yeah. The only way you're going to get there in a twist of irony is by giving up what you have on earth. Yep. So the only the only way to be happy on Earth, or truly just happy, to not have Earth close <laughs> enough to it, is to is to give up Earth. Like it's, it sounds so like a pop, uh, like a, so well, it's the doom and gloom, apocalyptic, um, nihilist. There you go. Yeah, like with the uh, the like nihilist and stuff. Like oh, nothing matters. Yeah. Right. I, 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 all the nihilists. Anyone, any nihilist who listens to this is going to get. Um, I, I apologize for the oversimplification in your belief set. Um, more haters. No, oh gosh. <laughs> um, more one-star reviews incoming. Yeah, but like that—that that general belief set is uh, whether it's from the approach of physics, like oh, the whole like multiverse thing. There's infinite possibilities, right? So like, yeah. and, and if we all die in the end and there's no afterlife, like what? What's the point, right? Yep. Like, yep. it's why? Why not? pursue the short-term happiness goals and indulge in all of these things right exactly and if and if, if if that's your perspective then it would seem self-validating from that from from that point and that's yeah. partially why it's so tempting because if you take it out of context or if you if you have a limited perspective like that it it, it would make sense yeah and that's 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 the scary thing about the half truths of of a uh, temptation right? oh oh boy i don't know if we want to dive into that yeah, let's listen. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say this this can also lead to uh, idolatry and temptation, both of which we are planning to talk about in the future because they're just so big. Yeah, yeah, they're just huge. Like this is just supposed to be the introduction. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, so if this is the introduction, right? You're probably wondering, well, you guys never actually introduced yourselves or told us about yourselves. So I kind of came up with this as we were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> this was not our plan. Okay. Um, when we do introductions, right, or when you hear introductions, I feel like sometimes you just kind of tune it out. And so mm-hmm. I was hoping that as we were speaking, you would like, you know, get invested more and more into the conversation so that when we actually do introduce ourselves, you well, first, you know, you kind of know a little bit more about ourselves, you know, how we are. And then when we actually introduce ourselves, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know. That's kind of cool. You know, you kind of like pay attention, I guess. Yeah. And, and hopefully you've seen some, I, I, I agree with that idea to the extent that uh, the more they hear us banter, the more they hear us talk and discuss ideas of the faith, yeah. uh, and the more they see us learn, right, and yeah. and share our desire for for Christ. Uh, hopefully, they'll gather some perspective of our individual characteristics. Right? Like, yeah, no, like the idea that you know the best way to get to know someone is just to spend time with them. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've uh, now we've clickbaited them by saying this is an introduction and talking for. Yeah. However long. For, I have no idea long. Yeah. yeah. Well, this we got you guys. Hour. It'd be three hours. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Time is relative. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're we're we are actually time travelers. We're traveling at one second per second. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you've already told me that joke before, and I, I still I have. I don't know why you laughed. <laughs> I, I, it's still funny. It's still funny. I still like it. Oh man, that's okay. That was for all the jokes you made on the mission trip. <laughs> oh gosh, I made all yeah, those puns. Yeah, everyone groaned at me all three work days because I made so many puns every single day, and got to the point where like the chaperones like, okay, Tommy, like that's enough. Yeah. Like, there's laughing to be nice, and there's, you know, actually laughing. Oh, yeah. I, by, the, by the third day in particular, it was just sympathy laughs. It was laughs. just laughing to be nice. <laughs> yes, it was, it was like, ha, 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 ha. Like, I like, can't oh, this person. Good one. Uh, yeah. yep. Then you, then you whisper over, like, change yeah. my work group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go to UCP. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> so. Um, all right, cool. Well, we talked about a lot. We covered a lot of ground. Um, yeah. We covered our, our... I, I guess to end it off, uh, you want to just... I already said what my confirmation saint was. You want to say what yours was? Oh, of course. Uh, I chose Saint Ignatius of Loyola, who was the or one of the co-founders right, of the, the Jesuit order. Sure, yeah. And uh, I chose him because I... Uh, uh, at that point in time, the um, Jesuits were founded. They were very... Um, regimented they had a lot of uh like discipline and stuff and they were teachers um and i i, I tutor sometimes um i've had a, been a been a in-school tutor and a private tutor for about six years i'd say at this point um so it, wow. it's uh yeah it, it's, it's it's on and off six it's not years like of a, tutoring it's just it was on and off so like I'd you have, are like, a you're a bona fide teacher now <laughs> yeah <laughs> Your, your, your professor Tommy. I, I wish, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna insult all of those who did all their work for PhDs. Uh, so yeah, you got like a say, degree, doctorate, yeah, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure. But so I, I just I really respect the the teaching profession. Um, Teachers are extremely important. Yeah, I mean they're the ones who, you know, help help you grow. I mean, like when I mean, you say we stand, they the... say really molds you. Yeah, and and even for. Going off of that, right? When we're in the impressionable stages of childhood, yep. The teachers for school is where we spend most of our time. Yeah. Well, anyways, so, we'll have a different sub podcast for that. Yeah. That's a, thanks. Thank you, teacher. That's episode. That's what's supposed to be the end. Yeah. Thank you, teachers. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but so yeah, I chose uh, Saint Ignatius because of his uh, his determination uh, or determination to teach, and also because of his strong willpower. Uh, his conversion story is that he took a cannonball to the leg. And while he was with a shattered leg in the hospital, he yeah. was bored out of his mind, which I can relate to, too. Uh, and so he he picked up reading material, and the reading material happened to be Catholic and works of faith. So he, uh, the rest is history. He grew to love God while in a <laughs> hospital bed. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was very cool. Yep. And uh, I think I okay. So I didn't explain why I chose Saint Francis de Sales. Um, oh yes. So when I was reading about, when I was, you know, going through uh, Confirmation Saints, I was just kind of browsing through. I actually found St. Moses the Black first, just because Moses is such a well-known name in the Bible. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, Moses the Black? I didn't even know that was like a dude. He's like a saint. So I read Sounds like him. a pirate. Yeah, I know. Um, he was a cool dude. Uh, you can read about him more. He came in clutch uh, for a trivia night. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Not much <laughs> enough, though. We didn't win, we didn't win the bear. Yeah, but you were the only um, one in the room who knew that question. That is, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so St. Francis de Sales. 
Uh, I really liked how he approached um, evangelization. He was known as kind of like a gentleman of the church, very soft, very gentle. Um, he used pamphlets and he slipped it under people's doors. Um, he was nice to kids and she was like, oh yeah, he's really nice to kids. And that's what kind of drew people towards him. Mm-hmm. Kind of the idea of like, you know, you'll draw people in more if you're honey than vinegar. Yes. That kind of thing. Um, so I really liked his gentle approach, his really calm approach. He just seemed, he didn't seem to be troubled about anything except God. Like, yep. I'm going to have peace about everything unless I have done something to offend God, then I am not going to have peace. Like, and that's what, I don't know, kind of really resonated with me. A very serene. Exactly. Yeah. Um, He wasn't, you know, like particularly like, oh, you know, we got to do this, 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 and this. It's like, okay, you know, it's okay. It's okay to go slow. It's okay to take your own time. You know, remember to keep your peace, you know, just allow God to give you peace and just don't worry about it. God's got it. He's going to handle it. You only need to be still. And I think he just a really cool guy. Really cool guy. And he has a really cool beard. If you ever <laughs> if you ever look up St. Francis of Sales, very cool beard. Um so yeah, that's why I picked him. It's French. That's very nice. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. So I think that's the end. I hope you all enjoyed. This first episode, I guess this was an introduction, but I think we've rambled on about a lot of things. Let's call so it a, let's call it a pilot. A pilot? <laughs> let's call it a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could. Yeah, I think we should actually, because it's not like something like straight to the introduction, I guess. Yes. Yeah. More of something to listen to in the background. Loneliness, mission trip, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Like maybe you're just on a bus, maybe even to a mission trip, you know, and you just want to listen to something. Listen to us. And we're very yeah. we're very humbled if you if you do choose us. Yes. There are well, a lot of first options. Because I have no idea how you would find us. <laughs> That's this true. Is, this yeah. is literally the first episode, and I have no idea how the algorithm works. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you do normal. find us and know how to promote a podcast, please reach out to us. Well, you know, if you like the yeah, yeah. If you like the podcast, you know, if you hate the podcast, I guess you don't have to reach out to us. We understand. (laughs) 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 All right. Somebody please help us. Yeah. Um, Yeah, cool. So I guess we'll end it off there. Uh, Again, shout out to all the people at the mission trip who may or may not be listening to this in some time in the future. Um, Yeah. So this has been Indeo Tempest with Tommy and Eamon. And cue the outro music. Until next time. Until next time.